Welcome to the Encore Entrepreneur Show, where we break through the online noise, trends, and all those fleeting tactics to bring you business guidance that stands the test of time, has been proven to work, and gives you real-world results so that your entrepreneurial journey is as successful as possible. We believe in building businesses from the inside out using values and validation. Learn how to put values and validation to work in your business by joining our free workshop at EncoreEmpire.com forward slash validate. I'm Deidre Harder, a CPA and business strategist. And I'm Carmen Reed Gilkison, a whole person certified coach and business strategist. We're your guides on the side and hosts of the Encore Entrepreneur Show. Let's get started. For Janice, it's all about relationships. We are here to welcome Janice Porter. Now, Janice has an innate curiosity, which she has leveraged into building business relationships and teaches others how to do the same. Her passion is working with people who want to build their businesses through relationship marketing and networking. And she does that using online and offline strategies. LinkedIn training is a huge part of Janice's business success. She believes all business professionals need to have a magnetic LinkedIn profile and that LinkedIn is the platform for attracting new clients, strategic partners, and referrals. Staying connected and nurturing relationships comes next. And Janice shows clients how to implement a tangible touch follow-up system to do just that. Janice really values the friendships and business relationships she makes. And when she meets someone new is always thinking, how may I support you? And that is exactly the experience that both Carmen and I have had when we met Janice and we are building an amazing friendship and business relationship. And we are super excited that she is here to give you guys some really excellent things that you can use to grow your business when it comes to building relationships. Welcome, Janice. Thank you so much, Deirdre and Carmen. And I feel the same way that we are building a relationship and who knows where it's going to go. I like, I love the idea of uh, collaborating with people who are like-minded and care about others. So I'm excited. Yeah. And we did, Deirdre's hit the the nail on the head that we both feel that same way. You're obviously relationship oriented and that's what aligns really well with us because we believe in the same thing. And Mm -hmm. one thing that we're excited to bring you on to talk about leveraging LinkedIn for building relationships and growing your business, because we know that's your specialty. So can you talk about that in the context of building relationships and using LinkedIn? Absolutely. I think that that the the first thing I always talk to about my with my clients is, you know, why do you want to be on LinkedIn? And what are your thoughts around it, first of all? And and quite often they're on the right track, but sometimes there are people who say, well, I have to be on all the platforms and you know I need to have my social media that blah, 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 blah. And they don't really know. They just feel the pressure of what they hear other people say. And I think there's two reasons to be on LinkedIn. One, first and foremost, is it is a business platform. It is a professional platform. And therefore, if you're in business, you want to be there. 
And why? Because when anybody Googles you, which of course they're prone to do the minute that they think they may do some work with you, your LinkedIn profile shows up really high on Google because Google indexes it that way. And it, it will always be in the top three, usually. And you want it to be the best it can be. So that's the first thing. You want to be there for that reason. But more importantly, your audience is there. So if your audience is there, if your target client potential is there, then you want to be there. And then once you've decided that, and once you are have worked on creating the most optimized profile for yourself that attracts that audience or audiences, then it's what are you going to do when you're there? So for me, I focus more on, there's two pieces. One is the messaging strategies on LinkedIn, and the other is the content strategies. And I believe it, there's, you know, there's room for both. There's probably a need for both. But my focus is always on the messaging strategies because I'm looking to build relationships with people, whether those people are going to be clients, prospects, clients, or strategic business partners, or or I'm just interested in what they what I see on their profile. And, it, and uh, because of my innate curiosity, I want to know more because it, I never know where it's going to lead. And because I too have a podcast, it quite often leads me to possible podcast guests as well. So that's what generally that that I see as the potential of LinkedIn. There's so much to unpack with what you just mentioned. So I think one thing that many, many people are missing out on is the optimizing their profile aspect. And you talk about the messaging, which is, you know, Deidre and I teach our clients and through our marketing methodology workshop that you've got to connect with your audience on an emotional level. And that's so key in what you write in your profile. And so what do you find is the biggest mistake you see people making with their LinkedIn profiles? Oh, that's a great question. I think what I see people doing quite often, and we're talking about, I just want to clarify, we're talking about business owners, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, that type of business owner, correct? As opposed to somebody looking for a job. Right. Yes. No, in the entrepreneurial or business owner aspect. Right. right. So the biggest mistake I see them making is making it all about them. And I know that sounds crazy. It is about them. It is their personal profile and about their, you know, what they bring to the table. But it's more about what they can do for you and who they serve and how they serve them that is needed to be in there. I see a lot. So there's there's the three biggest pieces for a first impression on your profile. There's your, I call them the the three H's and then there's the fourth one that's kind of uh, sort of an H. So there's your header, which is your background image. Take advantage of that, put something up there and make it useful. There's your headshot, which should be professional. And there is your headline. And the headline is the piece directly under your name, which people don't do enough to make that speak to their target audience. And then the fourth one I call the hook. And the hook is the beginning of your about section. And the biggest mistake I see people making is writing their about section about I've done this, I've done that, I am this, I am that. It's not all about that. It's all about you 
and it's how I help you and it's how I serve you in the pain points that I help you with. And so when I work with my clients on that section in particular, I like to work with them together and I have a three-part formula that I draw out the best of who they are and the best of what they do for people. And we put it in a, a way that speaks to their target audience. And I think what that does is it, it allows people to self-select because they, they read that, they get an emotional reaction to, oh my goodness, she's talking to me, right? That's the problems I'm having. So now I want to go talk to her. And so I think that is, is the biggest piece that people misrepresent themselves with. I think that is such a great point, Janice. And, you know, LinkedIn's been around a long time. And a lot of us in the entrepreneurial space, we maybe started out on LinkedIn and it was either for being a job seeker or it was our presence yep. representing our employer, right? And so we're we're used to it being like a resume type of situation, but then we, we have to completely turn that around. So it is, is a whole different way of going about setting that up. Exactly. Exactly. It's not a resume for any of us in that situation. It is, it's really your narrative around, as I said, what you do and who you serve and how you serve them. Yeah. And I'd like to know your input on the background image. So you had mentioned that the mm -hmm. header image and to make it useful. Can you go into that a little bit about what you mean by make it useful? Well, and I mean, there's so many people that don't even take advantage of putting one up there, period. But there are, they see, you see the default. And so when I say make it useful, I mean, make it easy for people to kind of get a sense of who you are, what your business is about, and use it as an easy place for them to right away see, oh, that's your website. So put your website on there so they can go look at your website because you can't link people to your website except in your contact info piece. And if you put it in your about section to encourage them to go off LinkedIn, LinkedIn doesn't really like that, but it's not a link there. So it's not as bad as if you did it somewhere else, like in a, in a content piece. But I say, keep it simple, maybe match it to your website colors. Or if you are like for me, I just have a similar look on my LinkedIn profile that I have for my website in that it it says my benefit statement of people working for me, increase sales by building relationships. And then I have my three kind of tagline words, inspire, engage, connect. I have my logo in the background and I have my URL on the bottom of it. I skew things to the right. What one mistake I see people do is put things behind their headshot, which appears on the left-hand side of your LinkedIn header. And if you get it too busy there, it's distracting. And I don't think it looks that good, but some people have images going all the way across and it can work. It just has to be connected to what you do and make sense for who you are, I think. Yep, I think that's such great advice, Janice. You know, one of the things that I hear a lot from entrepreneurs who've never really paid much attention to LinkedIn or, you know, they're thinking about going on LinkedIn and they're thinking that, well, unless I, unless my client is a corporation, then LinkedIn can't help me. So what would you say to that? Well, I would say that there's now over like 860 million people on LinkedIn now. And 
the reason I encourage people to think about LinkedIn is because, and I, I'm not saying this to be rude or anything, but a lot of people are just discouraged with Facebook and are moving over there. As a service-based entrepreneur, are you feeling overwhelmed with all the to-dos? The women who hire Encore Empire have reached a breaking point in their business where they know that something needs to change, but they don't know what. Maybe you're finding yourself working nights and weekends, and that's not what you signed up for. And despite all the extra hours you're putting in, your income isn't increasing. We help you peel the layers back to uncover the root of the problem and not only correct it, but teach you how to avoid falling into the same trap in the future. We help you step into the role of CEO in your business, where you're working on your business, not just in it. If this sounds all too familiar, we invite you to set up a consult call at EncoreEmpire.com forward slash consult. And when I say a lot of people, I mean small business owners and entrepreneurs and network marketers. They're moving over to LinkedIn because things aren't working anymore for them, they feel, on Facebook. But when they come over to LinkedIn, they're not taking the time or effort to understand that it's a different culture there. It's a more business-like culture. And so there are indeed many small business owners, coaches, consultants, uh, network marketers on LinkedIn. You just have to... If you're going to be one of those people, do it properly and come across more business-like than you would on Facebook. And that that goes from your first impressions to how you interact with people there, I believe. But it's definitely more than just corporations. And I think that it's also easy for you to see that if you start doing some searches on LinkedIn to find the kinds of people that you want. But just to go back to the 800 plus million people on LinkedIn, they skew just under 50% female, just over 50% male, and their socioeconomic levels are higher than anywhere else. They are decision makers. Now, I know that comes initially from the corporate, but it's not all just corporate people there. They are they are decision makers. And so when you talk to somebody there, you can go to the heart of business faster than on other platforms, and usually you can get a decision. So I find that really useful. Yes. And I'm going to raise my hand and admit that at first I did not like LinkedIn, like for a long time. And Deirdre and I were just talking about this the other day where I ha had to force myself to go over there. Not that the people aren't nice, but I, <laughs> I didn't like the feel of it or something. It really, it really, I didn't like it, but now, and, and so this is a, a lesson for everybody. Deirdre and I always talk about doing something for a long enough period of time that you can see and get results from it. If you just go over there and let's say more, I'll use me as an example. And I go over to LinkedIn and I'm like, well, I don't really like this as much as Facebook and blah, 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 whatever my reasons are. And then I stop. Well, I'm never going to know. Right. And being a business strategist, I know that our clients are on LinkedIn. And just for some of the reasons you just said, Janice, that there's, you can get to business quicker and they are decision makers and they're more professional. So I have kept up on LinkedIn and kept up on it. And I think one of the things that helped shift my mindset, because now I completely appreciate LinkedIn for what it is. And I completely appreciate 
Facebook for what it is. So I forced myself <laughs> because at <laughs> first that's what it took to go on there and, and look in my feed and join conversations and see what was happening. And one thing that people might not be aware of is we are always curating our feeds based on our activity on any platform. So if you want to see more of something, engage with more of that. When you find and make great connections, connect with those people on LinkedIn and there you're going to start seeing those people. And I think that's what happened to me is I ramped up my networking game and made a lot more connections on LinkedIn of people that I really like. And then I see information from them and from their connections. And it's a lot more curated to what I want to see. And then I can now appreciate the business aspect of it. And it's not all cold business. It's, there's some personal stuff on there, but Facebook, you can kind of go down a rabbit hole of besides videos, it can get into politics and get into all these things that you don't want to get into. So there's a real plus for LinkedIn and a real plus for Facebook. They're just different. And I that's, think people just need to give it time. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that I was, just, for me, it was the opposite. I had felt very uncomfortable on Facebook and I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't want to tell people my personal stuff on there all the time and put my husband and my anniversary up there and, and things like that. I, I know that, you know, the public like those things, but there's just some things that, I don't know, I just didn't think it was me. And when I saw LinkedIn, I saw it was more, I thought, left brain, more logical, more straightforward. And that's what I liked about it initially. And so once somebody shared with me how it worked, and I was found myself sharing it with other people, I knew that I could then teach it because that's my background, teaching and training. And I love doing that. And so it became my my thing for being able to still be in that realm, training people. I think that is that is fantastic, Janice. And you know, that really brings up something Carmen and I know to be true when it comes to building a business. We can be told, oh, you need to use this strategy. Oh, you need to be on this platform. But really, it's about finding what works for you. It's not just about what works for your business, because there's a difference between getting out of your comfort zone and then doing something that's out of alignment with who you are. And knowing the difference between those two, we have to get out of our comfort zone. But it doesn't mean that we have to go and do things that we're not that are, you know, that we just really can't get ourselves to enjoy doing. But as Carmen said, we have to give it enough time. Right. So what would you say if someone's listening to this and maybe they've, you know, they don't have a profile or they haven't visited it in forever, or they've been thinking, maybe I should get out on LinkedIn. What would you say their first step should be? I think first and foremost, you need to be presenting the best you. And so your profile might need an update, your headshot, when was it last taken? You know, you need to have a current image up there. And I do mean professional headshot. I really do. I think if you're in business, then you need to have a professional headshot and it needs to be current. I just did a, a session for a group of about 45 mortgage brokers in the room. And we actually had a photographer there to take headshots because the owner of the company who organized this with me and wanted me to come and speak about LinkedIn, he said, I, okay, I admit it, my headshot's 10 years old. I mean, you could tell just to look at him and the difference, you know? So you need to be current. You need to show your best foot forward. And so that's the first thing you need to do before you do anything. Because what I see people doing is they think they have to get content out there. Well, you know, 
I don't feel that's the most important thing. I think you need to put your best foot forward first. That's the first thing you have to do. Then you can decide how you want to use LinkedIn. Yeah, I think that's excellent advice. You know, and and that speaks to to the messaging that you're talking about. How are you putting your best foot forward out anywhere, right? It comes with clarity. And if we don't have the clarity for our own selves, we're not going to be able to relay that to anybody else. And it doesn't matter what the platform is. That's right. And when I talk about messaging on LinkedIn, though, I'm talking about outreach. I'm talking about searches. I'm talking about messaging, uh, like an organized strategy of message one, message two, message three, depending on who you're reaching out to and, and serving and not having, they're not cut and paste completely. They have to be, you have to pay attention to what is in that person's profile that you're reaching out to, to build rapport. And that's something that people don't often do. And that's what I like to, to share with people. Yes, that's true. I think we've all probably gotten the spammy messages that you can tell were a cut and paste job and they don't even know who you are. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I just block those people. Mm. Sometimes I turn around and try to try to talk to them and say, you know, I'd love it if you'd really pay attention to my profile and see what I'm about before you message me again. But of course, they'll never see it because it wasn't them that did it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I know. I think we've, we've all done that. Carmen, oh. I've done it too. We, we want to like try to, you know, course correct them and say, hey. Exactly. <laughs> I can't help myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right. So one other thing, Janice, is if someone is going to, you know, let's say that they're going to optimize their profile and they're starting to put out some content and they're going to start the messaging. I, I know for me, when I first started, it, it seemed so overwhelming. Like there's so many people and, you know, yeah. where, where do you even begin? And then all of a sudden your, your feed fills up and you're getting all these connections. So do you have any tips that you can share on managing the overwhelm? Yes. Don't try and do it all at once. I like to talk about the power of three. Start small. If you want to do some outreach for yourself, you have to think about who you want to be connecting to. And when you do, let's say, an advanced search, let's say I'm looking for people in the insurance industry and I can do a search for an insurance agent. And when I do a search for an insurance agent, I'll bring up a number of people in that search. Now I have to start looking at their profiles before I actually connect with them because some of those people that come up in the search will be active on LinkedIn and some of them will not be very active. So why waste my time with someone who's not going to actually see the message or connection requests that I send them because they're not active. So it's really important that you focus on people who are active on LinkedIn. And then when you reach out, the first message will just merely be to connect with them. I'm expanding my LinkedIn reach to your area, or I'm looking to, to speak to more insurance agents. Would you be open to connecting? That kind of thing. Just keep it simple. And then you do three of those a day or three of those a week. It's your schedule, okay? Power of three. But remember, when you do three new outreaches a day or a week, you've got to remember that when they do 
accept them, that's when the work begins. So now you have the, the what I call the thank you message. Thank you for connecting. Now your work begins to build a relationship. So that's when you really look at their profile. That's when you really ask them something that would encourage them to respond and engage. And so now you're starting a conversation, just like in a networking event in person, just like in a Zoom breakout room. You're just looking to start a conversation with them. Now you've got three new ones that respond. Then maybe one day later, three days later, you're going to do three more. So you have to be re have the bandwidth to be responding to each of those as it, as it multiplies, right? And as you start to build conversation with people, you should keep track maybe on a spreadsheet or a notebook that's saying, you know, where you're at. Because the point being, the goal being to find the people you really think there's some leverage with and take it off LinkedIn into a Zoom call or a coffee date or a phone call or whatever. So that's the idea is starts on LinkedIn, build some rapport, see if there's some mutual interest and, and curiosity, and then move it to the next step. And so that's the power of three there. When it comes to content, personally, I can't focus on too many things at the same time. And I don't do a very good job when I'm doing that. So maybe start with posting something once a week. Okay. And then be conscious though, that when you post something, because this is what I see happens a lot. People think they have to post things. So they're posting, posting, posting. And then I say to them, are you getting any engagement from those posts? Oh, well, I haven't really looked. Well, it's like throwing mud at the wall then, right? You have to put things up that are working, that people are engaging with. And then are you taking those engagement pieces and turning those into new connections and conversations? So you see how it all kind of spirals together? Definitely. Yes. And it comes back to the whole messaging piece. So knowing that you're when you were talking about messaging of people, we're also yep. talking about messaging of our profiles and that flows into messaging of our posts. Right. And so what Deirdre and I always like to teach too, is that, you know, you've got to connect with them on an emotional level so that when they look at your post, it is something that matters to them. And you're not just posting for the sake of posting. But another aspect to that too, that a lot of people forget is it's not just a one-way street. So if you want engagement, you actually have to engage too. Part of that is when you find those people and you connect with them and there's something that resonates with you is make sure that you're viewing their profile and commenting on their posts and, and all of that, because that supports them and that gets them to notice you even more. Yes. I hadn't even mentioned that part and you're absolutely right. I mean, there's you posting, but there's also spending time on your newsfeed without you know, put a timer on, don't go down that rabbit hole because you can do that on LinkedIn as well. But just, you know, enough time each day to actually what the best way to do that, I think, is to look at your menu at the top of the LinkedIn profile. So you go to your home, wherever there's red dots, uh, red numbers or a red circle, you need to be dealing with that. I seem to right now have a lot of notifications on mine that I haven't looked at yet because I didn't come to my computer most of the weekend. I took some time off on the weekend. And so I've got 93 notifications there. So now I have to go through, which is all newsfeed stuff that I could be interacting or engaging with other people. Then there's some direct messages and then there's some invitations to connect under my network. And then there's the home feed, which has got some new content there to look at. So just spend 
20 minutes, a half hour each morning or the end of each day to do all of that, that will allow you to go in and do that engagement that you need to do. I love how you just framed that Janice and putting those time boundaries because it, it can go on forever and ever. Oh, <laughs> hours. So I think that's the key. You know, we we know that consistency and everything in our business is what's really important and what really helps us grow. And I think a lot of times we don't do the thing we believe we should be doing because we don't know how to be consistent. We don't know how to let it not eat up our whole day and we think we don't have time. So I love what you just said. And that's a great strategy is to set timer. And don't try to do it all. Just get do it and do it for a period of time and get the value out of it because it's always it's quality over quantity. And I think that's something people forget. It's not about how many connections, you know, do you have? It's about how many are you really engaged with and how many are actually a mutually beneficial relationship. That's so true. I mean, I remember uh, somebody I know very well, and she started to really ramp up on LinkedIn. She went crazy. She ended up with like 20,000 connections. And I'm like, well, why? Like, what for? So you know what she ended up doing? She's now cut them all down and moved away from that and started to engage with the people. Like, I don't have that many. I've got like 4,800 connections, which isn't that many in the big scheme of things. But I also admitted that there were a lot of those people that I hadn't connected to, or talked to or really knew. So I've started a reconnection campaign, I started it about two months ago. And I tell you, it's really interesting. It's bringing people back into my world that are saying, hey, the timing wasn't right then. But now it might be let's take a look at something, give me a call. And these are warm calls. These are warm leads basically right and we always think we have to be out there looking for new ones you know what just nurture the ones you have yeah i love that that is such it's such a good strategy because more is not better and when you're right. talking about twenty thousand or whatever and you bring up a great point how can you possibly be having touch points with twenty thousand people i mean yeah. unless they're coming to some event of yours or something like that right but but yeah, I think that's a great point. So we've talked about so many different aspects of optimizing LinkedIn. If you had to give our listeners one getting started tip, what would that be? Well, if they're getting started, they, I still go back to have your profile speak to who you are and who you serve and be up to date. Yeah. I think that's a good one. And I know that you've got a free resource for our listeners as well. Can you yeah. share that? Because that will help them with that. Yeah. So I think I gave you the link to that to yeah. uh, perhaps add to the show notes. But basically on my website, which is JanicePorter.com, there is a on my LinkedIn training page at the bottom, there is a free checklist for 16 steps to an optimized profile. And so it gives you all the basic steps that need to be in there that need to be filled in that need to be put on your profile. I would also add to that, that if anybody already has a profile, but they want to have a refresh or they want an audit done, I'm happy to do for your audience a 30 minute call with a quick overview if they want to know what they need to do to make it better, so to speak. So if anyone wants to reach out and book a time with me to do that, that would be 
absolutely fine as long as they tell me they came from your podcast. Well, thank you so much, Janice. It's been wonderful discussing this with you and I hope our listeners are getting a lot out of it. You're very welcome. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Encore Entrepreneur. Can you do us a favor? It will help us if you would please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it with your friends. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you the real talk about how to be successful without compromising your values, and we need your help to spread the word.